Welcome to Rainbow Rundown, where we cover entertainment and news stories from across the LGBT community. Mondays here on the Left of Straight Network. Enjoy the show! Welcome to the Left of Straight Radio AI team and our weekly Rainbow Rundown. It's Monday, November 6, 2023 and spooky season is over and the holidays are approaching. Here are the stories in news and entertainment that hit our hot button this week. First up, speaking of the holiday season, in, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, news, Matt Rogers the funny man, actor and co-host of the amazing Los Culturistas podcast, has his debut album coming out this week. It is a satirical holiday LP called, Have You Heard of Christmas? The record features songs from his hysterical Showtime special, including Lube for the Sleigh and Sexy Martha May Hovier's Serenade, Hottest Female Up in Whoville, as well as new additions, like the generic Good Wishes bop, Everything You Want, with artist Muna. This is pushing the PG-13 rating in spots but worth the listen. You can stream this fantastic album on Spotify or Apple Music now, or you can take the advice of my buddy Artie and get it on vinyl for $25.98. On the Capitol Records label. Here's a look at Matt's title track, Have You Heard of Christmas? Have you heard of Christmas? Have you heard of Christmas? Day after day, we turn the channels and we try to tune it out. That sound of pain we cause to each other. At times it feels like we're fighting just to reach out and feel something. It's like we've forgotten That one thing we all have in common Have you heard of Christmas? It's when children gather round Have you heard of Christmas? We all know that Christmas sound Christmas sounds like ooh Christmas sounds like ooh Have you heard of Christmas? Have you heard of Christmas? Some people say We've lost the meaning of what Christmas is all about I'd have to agree And we can't let politics or religion Nothing stand in our way Of celebrating Christmas now Absolutely know what Christmas is Yes I do And I'm gonna tell you all about it Have you heard of Christmas? It's the day that Jesus died Have you heard of Christmas? That's the night those five disciples cried They cried together like Ooh The dolls were crying They were like Ooh Have you heard You heard of Christmas Santa and Jesus 
Jesus They were best, best friends They knew each other Way back in college at Bethlehem They knew each other like ooh They were like ooh Honestly, I have not been a church in a very Something in common after all Have you heard of Christmas? Ooh. and pay attention to where you may get transferred to news. A new study used 14 criteria to rank cities in the U.S. according to how friendly they are to the LGBTQ community. The study from Clever, the real estate data company, examined criteria including the LGBTQ population, gay bars and pride events, state and local laws, curricular standards, equality scores from the Human Rights Campaign and the Municipality Advancement Project, support groups, LGBTQ-affirming healthcare providers, and even the percentage of residents opposing marriage equality and non-discrimination laws. The worst states are Kansas City, Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, Tampa, Florida, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, Dallas, Texas, Miami, Florida, Birmingham, Alabama, Jacksonville, Florida, Houston, Texas, and Memphis, Tennessee. Clever does say of the bottom cities that it says more about the state where the city it is located. What stands out in the bottom cities is that they all have particularly low state equality tally scores, Clever explains. The bottom 10 average a state equality tally score of minus 3.15, which is 119% lower than the average state score of 16.7. Seven out of the bottom 10 cities are also in states that have a don't-say-gay law one of the most restrictive laws targeting LGBTQ Americans. The best cities to live are Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Baltimore, Maryland, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Richmond, Virginia, San Jose, California, New Orleans, Louisiana, Chicago, Illinois, Sacramento, California, San Diego, 
California, Los Angeles, California, Denver, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, Las Vegas, Nevada, Hartford, Connecticut, and no surprise, San Francisco, California. In Broadway news, I have loved following Alexandra Billings on social media at Theriel Alexandra Billings for her wit and wisdom for quite a while now. She tells it like it is. Now, the transgender actress and activist, who's appeared on TV shows including Transparent and The Connors and in Wicked on Broadway, is getting ready to take her life story to the great white way. Billings is preparing the autobiographical musical as slash he and me for an industrial workshop in March ahead of a Broadway production. It will tell the story of Billings's youth, when the concept of being trans was largely unrecognized and far from accepted, through drug addiction, sex work, and homelessness, to her transition, her success in show business, and a happy marriage. Billings, who has been acting since 1968, made her Broadway debut in 2018 in The Nap and joined the cast of Wicked as Madame Morrible the following year. Billings has lived with AIDS since 1995, and her LGBTQ plus and AIDS activism stretches across the continent and culminated in her moderating a panel on transgender rights in America at the White House during President Barack Obama's administration. She is the recipient of numerous awards, including a Visibility Award from the Human Rights Campaign, and she holds an MFA in acting and is a tenured professor at the University of Southern California. She is married to her high school sweetheart, Chris Ann Blankenship, whom she met in 1976. I wish I was in Southern California because Alexandra is doing a conversation and evening with Jason Bateman, whom I love and is so funny and his podcast with Sean Hayes and Will Arnett is amazing. If you are in the area, they are doing this on November 14th, from 6 to 7.30 at the Bovard Auditorium in Los Angeles. Speaking of trans, in news further cementing the reincarnated X from Twitter as a new platform of hate and transphobia, the Prager University Foundation, a conservative advocacy group, purchased a takeover. Add-on X on Thursday as part of a larger $1 million marketing campaign to promote its polarizing film, The Trans, The Dangers of Gender-Affirming Care. The takeover placement meant the ad for the Detrans was the first one displayed for most users of the social media platform throughout the day. In June, X's chief of trust and safety resigned after Musk publicly undermined her decision to moderate the spread of the same anti-trans video. The 21-minute film focuses on two people who have detransitioned, meaning they previously identified as transgender and later decided they were not. Though both of them began transitioning when they were adults, their stories are part of the film's larger criticism of transition-related care for minors, which has recently become the target of Republican state legislators, who have passed laws to restrict puberty blockers, hormone therapy, and surgery in 22 states over the last three years. PragerU's X takeover represents X's shift toward promoting more conservative and, critics would argue, more extreme. Views after billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk purchased the platform and removed many of the policies that barred ads promoting anti-LGBTQ views or misinformation, reinstated accounts that previous Twitter management had suspended for anti-LGBTQ harassment and shared an anti-trans video from his own account. 
Craig Strazeri, PragerU's chief marketing officer, echoes language used by conservative groups and lawmakers who have advocated for restricting care for minors. However, more than a dozen major medical associations, including the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Psychological Association, support access to care and have opposed laws that restrict it. PragerU did not immediately reply to an additional request for comment about criticism of the film and the medical community's support for access to care. In political complicity news, a vote to expel gay Representative George Santos of New York failed. The resolution to oust Santos failed 179 to 213, with 19 members voting present and 22 not voting at all. The interesting thing is the latest ouster attempt was led by his fellow New York Republicans, not Democrats. Known for his seemingly prolific inability to say the truth, Santos is also facing federal charges of stealing the identities of some of his political donors and using their credit cards. Under the U.S. Constitution, a two-thirds majority is required to expel a member, but a resolution in the House to oust Santos did not even garner a majority. 31 Democrats joined 182 Republicans in voting against ousting Santos. Afterward, Santos crowed about the vote to reporters. I think it's very clear they do not have the support they thought they did. They touted to all of you in the media they had the votes, Santos said. I'm not claiming a victory. I'm just saying that this is a victory for the process. Due process won today, not George Santos. Santos has argued that getting rid of him while his case is still in the courts is wrong and would set a new, lower precedent for expulsion. Representative Mark Molinaro, Republican New York, attributed the vote total to the announcement of possible Ethics Committee action soon regarding Santos. In a statement Tuesday, House Ethics Committee leaders said that they would announce their next course of action on or before November 17, a signal that the panel, evenly split between Democrats and Republicans, was ready to unveil the results of an investigation it undertook. Ethics Chair Michael Guest, Republican Mississippi, and the committee's ranking member, Representative Susan Wild, Democrat Pennsylvania, said the panel's investigative subcommittee had contacted about 40 witnesses, reviewed more than 170,000 pages of documents, and authorized 37 subpoenas as part of its probe, running concurrently with the federal criminal investigation. In addition to the identity theft accusations, Santos faces charges relating to money laundering, wire fraud, and lying on federal financial disclosures. Santos has pleaded not guilty to the charges. The vote on Wednesday is unlikely to be the end of the story. In Mean Girls, Reunited News, the plastics are back, minus Rachel McAdams because, eh, she didn't want to do it. Katie, Lindsay Lohan, is now a North Shore counselor. Amanda Seyfried's portrayal of Karen is spot on. And Lacey Chabert is still trying to make Fetch happen and her daughter is not even having it. It may not be the sequel we wanted, but it's the reunion we deserved. Even if you are a fan of the movie, you may have to watch this clip a couple of times to get all the references. I'm just calling out, but very tongue-in-cheek, the homophobia for not having Jonathan Bennett do a cameo and making the date of the Black Friday sale start as iconic as October 3rd. And finally, in As Long As James Corden Doesn't Appear In It News, an Illinois school district announced this week that it has reversed its decision to postpone a performance of a musical featuring LGBTQ plus themes. 
On Thursday, District 300 Superintendent Susan Harkin said that Hampshire High School's production of the prom will go ahead as planned this spring, following community backlash and an outpouring of support for students in response to the postponement, Chicago's WBBM reported. As the Los Angeles Blade reported, Harkin and District 300's Director of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, EDI, Adrian Harries met with Hampshire High School students on October 20, informing them that the musical had been canceled due to concerns over student safety. School officials said they were concerned about violence targeting the students in the show, according to Hampshire High School alumni and Bradley University sophomore Maggie Little, who started a Change.org petition to get the district to reverse its decision. Ironically, the Tony-winning Broadway musical centers around a high school's decision to cancel its prom rather than allow a lesbian student to attend with her girlfriend. On Monday, Harkin's office released a statement clarifying that the April 2024 student performance of the prom had been postponed rather than cancelled, and that the district was reconsidering its decision, contingent upon developing and implementing a comprehensive safety plan to ensure the safety of all students and staff. Chicago's NBC5 reported that students, parents, and members of the LGBTQ community and their allies attended a Tuesday school board meeting to show support for the student production. After an outpouring of support from students and our school community, the district has reconsidered the initial decision, Harkin wrote on Thursday. The district, she said, has developed a safety plan that will extend beyond the scheduled performance dates. And that wraps up this week's Rainbow Rundown. Thanks to our AI team for their reporting this week and giving Scott a day off. Of course we know that AI is a big part of the contention with our friends over at the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA. There must be fair use rules and compensation for the talent to use their images, likenesses and voice in the future and we stand behind the guilds. Coming this week on the left of Straight Radio Network. On Tuesday we welcome back our interviewees from last week. Broadway actor and writer and director Alex Ringler and model, singer, songwriter Queen Sir Jet are both back in studio for five questions with. On Wednesday, each week, Johnny Shuffield from the queer-centric co-hosts, Bears of a Certain Age, with Scott. A lifestyle podcast for gay men, bears, chubs, chasers and admirers approaching 50 years old and up. On Thursday, from the new series, Boy Culture, Based on the 2006 movie of the same name, my interview guest is Jason Caceres, an actor and model that is in hot demand right now. And finally, on Friday, the amazing Jonathan Lovitz is here to talk about his advocacy, working for the Biden-slash-Harris administration and being named one of this year's Out 100 from Out magazine. Have a great week everyone! Thanks for listening to The Left of Straight Show. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast distributor and please give us a five-star rating so more listeners can find us. You can follow us on social media and be sure to check out our website, www.leftofstraightradio.com for contests and other news and information. See you next week.